The Ricky Gervais Show on Guardian Unlimited. Hi, Ricky Gervais here with me, Stephen Merchant. Hello. And Carl Pilkington. Hi. Welcome to uh, the final episode in our series of 12 podcasts. I say final, it's final of 12, but um, we may be carrying on. Go on. Well, next week we're going to try and uh, uh, do another one to continue this for at least a little while. Um, we may have to charge a small fee for it because uh, it'll cost us money um, and Carl is uh, unemployed. But we, we mean a real tiny little fee. Um, but uh, hopefully we'll be back next week. Now, um, we're not sure where it'll be. It'll probably be on iTunes, but just go to rickygervais.com and we'll guide you there. Hurrah! Yay! Um, and thanks for listening for this long and uh, supporting us. I hope you continue to support us. Go on, continue to support us. Yeah, particularly Carl, who has no money whatsoever and is desperate. He's a desperate man. I right, there's Carl? no one out there going, oh, they're charging for it now. But, you know, people forget we gave 12 for free. This is it. So quickly people forget. We're big shots. Yeah. Well, Carl's not, but, um, you know, we are, aren't we? Exactly. I mean, we, yeah, we were generous, but we're not that generous. We're not, we're not mad, and Carl needs a, a little bit of money. Look at his little round little head. He's like little tiny Tim over there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Look at him sitting there. Carl, you've had a good week. Uh, it's been all right. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> well, um, more, more of that next week. You have to, <laughs> you, but you'll have to pay for it now. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not buzzing because uh, we just had our photograph taken to enter the Guinness Book of Records for the greatest downloaded podcast of all time. We went along to the Guardian and the press were there and they took a little picture of his round head, didn't they? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Why, why should I be excited about it when it's just... It's Haven't you always wanted to be in the Guinness World of Records? Not not really, no. I, I've got. I, I've been looking at the... Uh, we, they presented us with the, the um, this year's, and I've been looking through it, and there's some fascinating ones. I used to yeah, get but this that's, that's what I'm saying, though. There's loads of things in there that I used to go to. Like, I looked at it online the other day to mm. see if, you know, what's on there. You click on it, the homepage that you get when you click on Guinness Book of Records, it's a fellow with the most ear hair, right? <laughs> Looks amazing. So that to me, is what the Guinness Book of Records is about. So you're impressed with the bloke who just happens to have the most ear hair? No, but it's commitment. He could have he could have shaved it off, but he didn't. He left it. Yeah, no, it's less commitment. But we, yeah, that just grew. We we actually bothered to do a podcast. Right, forget that then. The one with the rings on the neck where they stretch the neck so their head's tall. That's commitment. If that didn't work out, he's stuck with that head and he didn't even get in the book. <laughs> you're stuck with that head and you have got in the book, so be happy. Uh, what if it's a stitch-up? What if you're under roundest head? I'd be a bit annoyed. Why? Just because I, d I don't... I mean, have you got a choice? Say, like, the fella with, um, you know, the small man. Say if he's he's not happy about being small, he's trying yeah. to go about his life, he knows people are looking at him, pointing at him, going, look at him, he's tiny. But does he want to be in the book? Oh, I think I think they've got to give their consent. Have they? Because if, if, if the smallest wasn't willing to be in there, they'd go, the second smallest man is so-and-so, he was willing to be in there. Yeah, but we the smallest one is Frank, and he didn't want to do it, so again, he's in it without wanting to be in it. <laughs> no, but I don't know. He's got you there, Rick. I don't know if they do. I don't know if they go around. I, I, I think that you'd have to um, uh, be complicit in it for them to measure your head and say, this is the roundest head on the planet Earth. Not, you know what I mean? But then what do I do with that? That's what I'm saying. Is it something you put on a CV? I don't I see the point in it. Well, I think you are the fellow with the roundest head, and I well, think a lot yeah. of people know that. Because also, I've noticed when people ask for a picture of you, they don't say, can I have a signed picture of Carl? They say, can I have a signed picture of Carl's head? Which is a weird thing to say about a human being, isn't it? They go, well, oh, look at his head. Look at his head, not look at his face. Or can I have a picture of him? They say, can I have a picture of... Have you got a picture of Carl's head? 
Why, why are they allowed to mention matter. that? And the thing is, like, we're, we're on some sort of broadcasting medium where you don't even see me, Ed, so it's not important. Well, I can't see you, Ed, because the mic's perfectly round and it obliterates it out like an eclipse. But what I mean is, it doesn't matter, does it? For doing what I do, it doesn't It doesn't interfere in any shape or form. But the thing is, Carl, what we're fascinated with, and I've said it before, you've got a head like a fucking orange. <laughs> we'll be charging for more information like that from next week. We do, of course, Rick, every week get thousands of emails. I mean, it's crazy. It takes us ages to go through them and, and read them. And we, are, we are going through them. We are reading them. Freddie Gerstrom from Winchester says, uh, of course, it was recently Valentine's Day. What's the most romantic thing that you've done for Suzanne, Carl, that you can think of? Uh, I, I don't really do all that. Sure. Uh, Valentine's Day stuff. It's just, the problem is, if you do it once, they expect it every year. Yeah. Sure. That's that's the problem with Christmas and stuff, isn't it? It's like, it's become, that's what you do now, every year. <laughs> every day, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I prefer to just sort of wait, you know what I mean? And, and you know, if I think of an idea or I know of something that she wants, I might get her something, but I might not do it on Valentine's Day. It's that thing, it's like how I've, I've said about Pancake Tuesday. <laughs> Make it Pancake Wednesday. Have it when you want. Why yeah. am I waiting? Why am I waiting for someone to tell me when I can have a pancake? I'll have it today if I want one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's Pancake Tuesday. No, I won't bother. I'll have trifle. So, <laughs> so it's the same same with this. You know, with Suzanne. Um, luckily, right? I mean, Valentine's Day and what have you. She was uh, she was ill. Luckily, so we didn't we didn't have to go out. So I'd say, is he asking for advice? Well, I suppose yeah. Certainly, you may as well give it. Treat them when they deserve it. All <laughs> <laughs> right. I remember uh, once when Suzanne was ill. She had a fever, but there was no. Food in the house. What did you suggest to her? She was too ill. Well, to cook. it was it was when we were still living in Manchester and that, and uh, you know uh, we needed to get some food in for tea and stuff. And uh, I said, "Come on, come to the supermarket." She was like, "No, I'm ill. You go." And I ate buying food. I just sort of get a bit blank when I'm looking at it. It's too much, isn't it? That's the problem. You go down all these aisles and it's just too much. <laughs> so anyway, I said, "No, come on, come with me." She was like, "Oh, but I've got this fever. I'm hot and everything." So I said, well, come to the supermarket, you go on the frozen aisle, cool yourself down. <laughs> <laughs> and she did, and she said, you know, it made it worse, she was ill for another three days, but... How would you uh, go about chatting up a woman in a bar? What, what tips could you give? Um, I've, I've never I've never worked like that, it's always been like a friend of a friend and all that, and just happened to meet them, and then, you know, you have a chat, and then... How did you meet Suzanne? Uh, that was when uh, I was working with her. And uh, she gave me 20p for uh, the hot chocolate machine. She never asked for it back. I thought, she's all right. <laughs> um, been there sort of 11 years, so it works. Has she ever given you that? You've never given that 20p She's never back. asked for it back. And did you return the favour, perhaps on the next date? Uh, did you buy her a Kit Kat or something? No, I don't think I did. I think, I think word got out that um, she liked me and that. And... Um, what did I do? I think I did some work for her. I did some editing for her to sort of show off my skills and that. <laughs> sure. And she was like, oh, you're good at this, aren't you? I was like, yeah. And I think she got us another drink because I was, I was doing that editing for her in my own time. So you're up. You're up on the deal, aren't you? Because I, I know now, I know for a fact, that you've not spent any money on her in 11 years. So you are, you're 40p up. <laughs> at least. Lawrence from New York says, I was wondering how Mr. K. Dilkington would interpret this famous saying of philosopher Ludwig Wittgenstein. The quote is, if a lion could talk, we could not understand him. 
even if he's English. Yeah, if he, <laughs> yeah, if a lion could speak English, so there's no language barrier. He's speaking English words and using all the correct uh, grammar and everything, but you wouldn't be able to understand what he was saying. Why? Because it is from a different world. His frames of reference would be so bizarre that you wouldn't be able to get a grasp on what he was talking about because you'd have so little in common, even if he used real words. No, but he's talking English. Yeah, no, but his reference points would be just so far removed. You know, they're removed slightly when, uh, uh, if you saw two people talking about Kierkegaard, you'd, un- you'd, you'd, I hear- won't understand that. Exactly. So remove that a billion times to a different species with different input. No, but it depends. If I'm talking to a lion in London Zoo, yeah, he'll he'll be saying oh, I'm fed up of being stuck in here. I'll go, yeah. <laughs> it's like that. It depends what his background <laughs> is. I mean, there's some people who might have lived down the road from me, but have a totally different life. Absolutely. So it doesn't matter that it's a lion. Does it? Well, yeah, because they're just trying to remove it even more. So so now it's not just a bloke who lived a few doors away. Now it's not even a bloke. Now it's not even... Yeah, but I'd, a, I'd pick something smaller yeah. or, right. or something, you know, a worm without a mouth. I'd go, definitely not. What? Definitely, definitely not, not what? what? I wouldn't be having a chat with it. I just I just think that a worm that's, that's underground, yeah. what's it got to offer me? It's, it's blind and it hasn't got a mouth. It's not going to be a good day out with it, is what I'm saying. It's not going to have that much to say to me, even if it's English. Right? <laughs> even if it's English! And how can you tell if a worm is English? Is it wear a very tiny bowler hat? Oh, Christ. But do you understand... What about a jellyfish? No, I, you see, I think that's where you, you, can, you can say you wouldn't be able to have a good chat with them. Because, to me, the sea might as well be another world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, in a way, I, I think the fish sort of have more rights than us. What do you mean? Just because when when whoever made the world, right, yeah. say, you know, we were just bigging up God, but if yeah. I was was to have a go at him, yeah. I'd say, you added too much water. <laughs> Criticism one to God, right? right? So, <laughs> beca- How would you have changed that? Just just more land. Fair enough. Now, why 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 have fish got more rights than us? That because was because because there's loads of them, and when you look at the amount of sea on the world, right? There's there's loads of that. You only have to like like you know I was in Malaga the other week, right? And you know you look in the sea, there's loads of different fish, uh, and that's just in like eight foot water. If you go miles out, there's like all sorts of weird fish, isn't there, with like lights on them and everything. So. And they're just millions of different types. Yeah. Yeah. Now... But why does that mean they've got more rights than us? Just because I think, you know, rights come in in numbers, don't they? If you know what I mean. Like, if there's one of you shouting, people go, oh, he's an idiot, shut up, whatever. If there's loads of you shouting, they go, best listen to them, see what they've got to say. And and that's what I mean about fish. (laughs) Yeah. There's loads of fish. Right. So... But they're not really making their voices heard, though, are they, Carl? Yeah. I know because they're underwater. But what? But what I mean is, I don't know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> the Ricky Gervais Show on Guardian Unlimited. 
Oh, pleased to meet you. Start me up. I'm here to tell you all about Channel 4 Friday Night Comedy. So start me up. Now then, there's three great new comedies from New Greenwing. That's nearly ready. My name is Earl and the It Crowd. The great new comedy from the creator of Father Ted. Ow! Friday Night Comedy this Friday on Channel 4. Switch me in. It's going to be a winner. Carl, right? What what do you think it's like being a crab? If you if you could go now your mind into a crab, what would you see? Where would you be? What would you be doing? What would you be thinking? What do you think of all the other things the crabs you'd see, the 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 squids you'd see? What what what's it like, do you think? I want you to it's like creative writing. Just think, just let yourself go. Come on. Uh it's got to be a crab. What do you think of a slug? What do you think to be a slug? What would you do if you were, if you were transported now into a slug? What would you do? And you and Suzanne, you're suddenly in the kitchen, but you're a slug, and Suzanne's sort of like there, just making tea and that. How do you let her know I'd, it's you? It's impossible. I'd just chuck myself into the salt pot or something. <laughs> no, because what what do you do? I'd I'd hate that. I'd hate, that would be horrible. That. Have you ever read uh, Franz Kafka's Metamorphosis, Not in which a man so. wakes up and he's turned into a giant beetle, and that's the yeah, that's the whole story? Uh, I think it might be of interest to you. So what happened to him with the beetle? Well, I don't want to ruin it for you in case you no, read it. I won't but be reading it. Don't worry. He joined a pop group with three other people. He was brilliant. No, it's a really wonderful book. It's a kind of almost heartbreaking because, of course, he uh, he does like Ricky saying. He finds it very hard then to relate to other people, even though he still has the consciousness of a human. You know, his parents, his rest of his family, they don't know how to deal with him. You know, because he, he's a giant beetle, he becomes a freak. He becomes an outsider. It's terrible. You but, know. but hang on, though, is he a giant beetle? Or yeah. Is he, well, yeah. Well, that's not going to go down well, is it? <laughs> That's that course people aren't gonna like you. But if it's a normal sized one, then you just get in with the other beetles, don't you? <laughs> Whereas if you're but a giant How would you do that? How would you ingratiate yourself? Right. So you're suddenly a beetle you're Carl Pilkington, right? There's other people, they're doing their business, they're scuttling around and you go you go in there and you go and they go they look at you as a new beetle. What what's your first what do you do? How do you ingratiate yourself? Well, for a bit I wouldn't I wouldn't sort of barge in into their house and that. I'd I'd wait until they're out and about. And I'd, I'd like, like in life, right? Um, sort of help them out. I don't know what beetles do all day. I've never seen one doing anything. They just seem to be going from one place to another. Right. I've never seen them carrying anything. I don't know what they eat. I don't know what they do. <laughs> I don't know why we've got them, right? But what I mean is, I'd watch them and I'd sort of help them out. And I mean, you know, it's like going on a date or meeting a woman, isn't it? But what if you there is? Whoa, a whoa, hang on. What do you mean? What, what, how is it like going on a date with a woman? Well, it's like I said about Suzanne with her hot chocolate. She bought me that, and I've gone, she's all right. 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 She gets me another one. Before I know it, she's living with me. <laughs> so, it's... You treat- so, you're, you're, you're all these, these beetles, they're scrubbing around, right? You're sort of, like, watching them, and, there's, and then you realise that you want a mate with this female beetle. What do you do? What's your first move? Yeah, but I don't know what beetles do, do I? So, I don't know how, how, what you do. I don't know if you go up and go, all right. What do they do? How do they get on? Well, it's a different world. I, I don't know yet, do I? Because they haven't done it. Would you feel bad because having your own mind in this beetle, right? Would you feel bad shagging a beetle? Would you feel that that was that was a bit sick because you've got a human mind? Well, no, because you just close your eyes and that, wouldn't you? And go oh, pretend to think of something else. So get round it that way. 
there's no point getting down about it because I'm stuck now as a beetle. So you've got to get on with it. <laughs> but if you're a slug, you said you'd throw yourself in the salt pot. What would you do if you were a beetle if you got depressed? And you see all the other humans. No, you see your mates, right? They got they're listening to the iPod. What would you do? But no, that's what I'm saying. Though beetles are different because they mm-hmm. do tend to hang about with each other. A slug's always on its own. <laughs> it's a lonely insect, isn't it? It's, it's not an insect. All right, what is it? A mollusk. Right, they're lonely. I've never seen a load of snails all together or slugs <laughs> wandering about. Those beetles <laughs> seem to knock about in crowds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. oh god. Okay, right. Another one. So they're sociable creatures, and it wouldn't bother you that you're that you've got the mind of Carl Pilkington in there, because you uh, can't communicate with these people because they don't speak English. They don't. They don't have any communication with you. Yeah, but if it's happened to me, there'll be another one in there. Okay, then. Right. Okay. Um, what would you do, right? <laughs> That's the most disgusting thing. What could it be? Um, right. What What would you do, right? If you were suddenly a fly, right? And you were knocking around with the flies, right? And you had to land on some... Uh, excrement? Yeah. What would you do? Yeah, but I don't have to. What do you mean? You're a fly. You're yeah, loving but I it. Wouldn't, no, I wouldn't be loving it, though, would I? <laughs> Why? Because I'm me in that fly's head. <laughs> so I'd, I'd just... I don't think other flies would be going, come on, join in. I'd just be like, no, I'll, I'll wait here. Yeah, wait, watch and that. Because don't, I don't see why they have to do that. What would you do right, if you had to go back and you were in a... Um, you were uh, at to go put your mind in like the um, an unhatched uh, egg of something like maybe one of those e- like, like uh, that a wasp was injected in a spider. So you know you're in an egg, right, which is really uncomfortable in a spider. How would you feel about that, Carl? You're a baby wasp in the abdomen of a spider, and I know everything that I know now. I'm, I'm sat in there. Yeah. And now I'm now I'm in a spider as a ba- as an unborn wasp. What the fuck am I doing here? What's going on? I don't know what I'll do there. Uh, will they try and sleep? <laughs> There's nothing else to do though, is there? I just pray to God it never happens. The Ricky Gervais Show on Guardian Unlimited. I don't believe that he's written it down. The- well, that's the jingle that signals it's time for more extracts from Carl's diary, and uh, we'll lunge straight into it. Wandered down Carnaby Street. There was a happy homeless fella. I gave him one pound fifty. I thought of a tongue twister after giving him the money. It goes, "If you can't treat a cheerful tramp, what sort of tramp can you treat?" It's good, that. All right. Say it fast. If you can't treat a cheerful tramp, what sort of tramp can you treat? Yeah. Good, isn't it? Good, that. Yeah. You've got too much time on your hands, Carl. <laughs> Learned some famous quotes to see if they are as good as my sayings. Number one, treat every day as if it's your last. Very famous saying. Now, is that something you do, Carl? Um, but you know, my me, me problem with that one is that if it was your last, you wouldn't want to be doing much. That's that's the only problem I've got with that. I wouldn't want to, you know, go to a fairground or whatever because you're going, oh, it's my last day, what am I going to do? And I think you'd spend so much time worrying about what you're going to do, that you'd end up staying in. I think you're right. Um, you've taken some of the poetry out of it. I think it means live life to the fullest. Right? I like the fact that you were amusing on the idea that if it was your last day, you'd go to the fair. It's <laughs> 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 getting such a 19th century way of spending your final day. I know, yeah. yeah. Um, well, the thing is, the, the other thing is that... Um, 
the only thing that people get depressed about in terms of sort of like um you know life and death is uh not the knowledge that they're gonna die but more the knowledge that they know they're gonna die when they're dying if someone told you um no one ever knows when they're gonna die no one ever gets an illness no one ever gets hit by a truck everyone passes away peacefully in their sleep dreaming they're riding a big marshmallow right then you wouldn't care about anything it wouldn't matter when it wouldn't matter if you died tomorrow or in 30 years time you'd just live life to the full you'd come you'd you'd have it every day would be great you'd go out you'd come back you'd fall asleep that would be amazing there'd be no stress there'd be no there'd be no angsty oh, we're all gonna die stress because it wouldn't matter because it would just be your life wouldn't it be amazing if someone guaranteed you, Carl, you're going to die in your sleep? I'm not going to tell you when. Yeah, but you're... some people do, don't they? Well, exactly. Yeah, but I we know never know that. we're going to because we, we stress. What if we get a dreadful illness? What if we, you know... But know but we're almost not letting people die naturally anymore, are we? Because we're always bodging stuff up. What do you mean? Well, someone who might naturally die in the sleep aren't allowed to naturally die in the sleep because they wake them up with those electric things and get them going again. And popping a new lung or whatever whilst they're at it. That's what I'm saying. They don't just... You never hear it anymore, do you? Frank peacefully died in his sleep. No, he died on the operating table whilst we're putting in a new lung. They never... They don't die naturally anymore. <laughs> Frank died peacefully with 40,000 volts going through them and a couple of people going, Clear! Clear! Rushing about today. Got to get a lot done as I'm flying to Malaga tomorrow to see my mum and dad. Don't like flying. I'd be happy if they give you a parachute instead of a life jacket. They say Da Vinci invented the parachute as well as the helicopter. He never got round to making them, though, because he only drew them on some paper. Got up at 5am as I had to get to Heathrow to get on the plane to see Mum and Dad in Malaga. Went out for a drink with a cousin who lives in Spain. Ain't seen her for 27 years. Oh, that must have been tricky, making conversation. I didn't really bother. Because <laughs> where do you start? I might no, as well so go up to anyone in the street and start having a chat. <laughs> yeah, you have to go further back than, uh, did you want Chantal to win Big Brother? Yeah. Me dad and me talked about history. I said we shouldn't go on about things that happened ages ago because I bet something similar has happened more recently. Brilliant. <laughs> Read about an island in the Indian Ocean where there are tribesmen still living like they're cavemen. A helicopter tried to land and the tribesmen chucked spears at them. This is what I meant about not having to talk about things that happened ages ago. We have got new cavemen now, so why do we talk about the old ones? People could have lived before, but computers and all that blew up and books got burnt, so all they had left was what these tribesmen have got left. Ramblings <laughs> that's the ramblings man. of a maniac. That I mean, that's a just a few hours before you go crazy with a gun in there. No, but what, what I mean there is, right, mm. say if all this has happened before, right, podcasting's been happening years ago, Something happens. Again, a lot of your information from the Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Something happens. World ends, mm. right? We come back again somehow. Yeah. It's the detail <laughs> it's you leave yeah. out that makes yeah. you intriguing. Just like the watch that you can wear that uh, tells you when you're going to die. How does it work? Pop it on your wrist. That's <laughs> yeah. all the detail you need. So the world happened. No. We came back. We. Um, <laughs> Have you seen the pictures? <laughs> Forget it, then, if you don't get it. It's interesting that you had all those profound thoughts about this, this period in the past <laughs> when they all lived, but you've still, <laughs> still found it uh, appropriate to include at the end of that. It says the tribesmen wave their knobs about when they've had enough of having visitors. That's what's what it said in the paper. That's what happens. 
They're quite happy. What paper is this that you're reading? It was it was in it was in like a paper a couple of days ago. It said um, they don't mind having visitors if they're bringing them coconuts and stuff that they can eat. Once they've got everything they need, they start waving the tackle about, and that means like right, leave now. Which you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, at a dinner party. Uh, my grandfather used to do that. <laughs> Well now, well now, well now. What have we here? I'm here to tell you all about Friday Night Comedy on Channel 4. <laughs> There's three great comedies. Green Wing, It's Nearly Ready, My Name is Earl, and The It Crowd. <laughs> the great new comedy from the creator of Father Ted. And what have we here? Jingle, jangle, jingle, jangle as it happens. Friday Night Comedy, this Friday on Channel 4. Switch it on. Now then, well now, young man. <laughs> well now, now then, well now, now then, young man. Oh, that jingle is getting more annoyed by the week. Well, this is the final monkey news, right? I'm not. I'm not doing this anymore, right? Because we've we've covered it all. All the monkey news has been covered. It has. It has. We've done. We've done loads of them. I think all the news that needs to be sort of known has been told. Right. Um, that is the end of the news. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what? Get on with it. Right. Do you know? Um, in the first. Uh, podcast that we did we uh, chatted about the monkey that went into space and stuff mm-hmm. so where we left so we haven't even got a real no- a new monkey news well it's an update isn't it I mean, is it new has no, it happened recently has it happened since podcast one I have to pick Ricky up on the point that he thinks any of the monkey news we've heard <laughs> A happened and B <laughs> happened recently it almost always happened in olden times or ages ago uh, oh you're right it never happened <laughs> yeah. Right, anyway, so like I say, the first monkey news, it was about this monkey that went into space. This was the one that was fed by bananas that came out of a little shoot on the spacecraft. Yeah, it went it went up there, uh, did a really good job, it was taught out to press the buttons, hit the left button for a banana, you know. Right button to, to go right, right uh, make history and go, go into right space. Right, um... Ooh, what do I want? Not more banana. You haven't taken off yet? Yeah, more banana. Oh, we shouldn't have given him a choice of banana or a change history. We should have the right button. We should have fed him before he went and only had a right button. He's at the left button again. He's just eating bananas up there. What's going on? It's costing us a fortune. Hey, little fucker. Press the right button and do something. bananas. Hey, he's at the left button again, the little fucker. So anyway, yeah, I told you, he went up there. He came back. He could never get that the high, high exactly, again. Yeah. You know mm. what I mean? He tried other things. I think he tried to get a band together and that. <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah. so anyway, there was there was loads of monkeys that were signed up to this NASA program, and it was 1961 when this little monkey called Ham, that was his name, so mm. a bit of an update, that's that's the same one as I talked about, his right. name was Ham. As well as him, there was one called Enos, he, he went round the world loads of times. So anyway, what I've found out about it since then, um, Ham went up there, did the left-right business with the bananas, Enos... Um, they didn't put as much work into the trip when when he went up there, and something went wrong with the machinery. And do you know how you get a banana for the left button and all that? Mm. It's official it, now. <laughs> There's <laughs> yeah. two buttons in this spaceship: banana dispenser and everything else. The right button <laughs> is everything else. But but it worked the other way. The machinery went weird. Oh no, really? So so it meant that the right button would give him a banana. Right. 
the left button did everything else. Oh no! How did so that, what, how did so that what had been though? taught? What, oh, this is the problem with with electronics, isn't it? Well, no, I don't know this. Apparently, this is the problem. But the good—I th- mean, honestly, look it up if you want. This is all online. By the so, way. what happened when it all went haywire? What what occurred? Well, Carl, Carl, this is online and it's bollocks. Luckily, um, Enos, because he'd, he'd, he'd done a few trips, <laughs> right, he's so he was right. Well, I know this isn't right. <laughs> As much as I love bananas, <laughs> this isn't right. <laughs> so, was his thinking, of course it was. So anyway, so he came back, they, they were all like over the moon with him. He you said, know, I can't work with these conditions. Good mission and everything, well done and working it out. He sorted all that out. Um, it moved on a few years. Armstrong's gone up there, Buzz and that other fella. They've been up there, the, the monkeys aren't needed anymore. Mm. But they were like, we've got all these monkeys who have done NASA training. Mm. What are we going to do with them all? Mm. And they mm. had to raise fourteen million pounds mm. to make him like a, a like an old sort of chimp home for retired <laughs> retired NASA trained monkeys chimpanots chimpanots something they've got in there is like a little museum right of all the missions and that that they've been on so they can sort of even though they're not going to be going into space again they can almost relive it and reminisce mm-hmm. of the times that they've had. And they're reminiscing with each other, are they? Just, just sort of going, oh, remember that times. time when it all went wrong, the button became the left when it should have yeah. been the right and all the rest of yeah. it. They're just, you know, sort talking, of about, old times, talking yeah. about old times and what have you, like old people like to do. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, and yeah, that's it. So if you want to like, give give some money to towards their home, right. you can go to like savethechimps.org and it's all there, all that, all that information that I've given you. It's all there. You can I'd be surprised out. if all the information you've given us is there. It's all there. I'd be very surprised. It's all there, just retired, you know, monkeys and that who have done the bit. Perhaps we should retire monkey news to that same space. That's what I mean. So, you know, I hope you've enjoyed the monkey news and that. That was the, the last one. Look after the monkeys. Uh, do your bit. Because they've done their bit. Uh, that's it, yeah. But just because I'm not giving the news, look it up. Do you know what I mean? It's all out there. Don't be ignorant. <laughs> Wise words. Thank you so much for listening to these uh, these twelve podcasts. I, I've really enjoyed it. I know um, uh, Stephen Carlav. Um, this podcast was, uh, as usual, hosted by Positive Internet, the world's number one podcast. Next week, a, a brand new podcast. Um, we have, as I say, we have got to charge a little bit for it because um, it does cost money to host. And uh, please, please keep listening. It, it is going to be very little, and uh, you know, Carl. Carl needs your money. If you could see what I see now, he's just looking at me with his... He just, he just needs stuff, don't you, Carl? What do you need? What do you need? Just something more than nothing. <laughs> <laughs> for information on the archive of the podcasts, these last 12 shows, and for the new podcasts to come, go to rickygervais.com. You can register there. We'll send out loads of information. Uh, plus, you'll just find out links to, uh, to how to get all, these, uh, all this stuff that we're, that we're offering out there. There's also a free taster if you just can't wait for more of Carl's nonsense. Make sure, please, that you register uh, your email and everything so we can get in touch and just tell you what's going to happen uh, with the Ricky Gervais show, with Carl's mind, and with everything else. rickygervais.com. Go there. Makes perfect sense. Uh, it's, the, it's the end of an era, but the start of a new one. It's almost seamless, in a way, isn't it? The end and the beginning. But, Carl, what do you think about that? How things end and new things begin? Um, well, I suppose you've got to have an end for a beginning, so it's just a bit odd that we've got an end and having a beginning. But that's science for you. <laughs> <laughs> the Ricky Gervais Show on Guardian Unlimited. <laughs>